Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. Got your three co-hosts here, Bernie, <laughs> Michael, and Jay. Yeah. Yep. If, if you're listening, you're not going to get this. You've got to you've got to at least watch the video and check out the virtual background. I'm oh, you got from, two co-hosts this week from four from the Four oh, Seasons landscaping. Somehow, Bernie is sitting over my left shoulder here. My my is my no. He looks yeah, a little left, annoyed. Left he looks cold. He looks cold. He's got mittens on. He's like, come on, guys. When's this over? When's this podcast yeah. over? Anyway, speed it up, guys. Speed it up. Speed it up. Roll. Let's get the, this thing rolling here. Um, before we get into this week's uh, guest, uh, just a quick shout out. Thank you to Bruce and Hypebot and Bands you, and Brown for everything you do. And to our sponsors, Banzoogle.com, built by musicians for musicians. Banzoogle's an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Banzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world, from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, Tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations, and live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So head over to bandzoogle.com, sign up, try it for free for 30 days, use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, and you'll get 15% off the first year of any subscription. And discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts, online and at gigs has become an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig or online, you'd need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. It is. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and use the promo code FREEBIZ, and you will save up to $150 in shipping costs. Jay, who's joining us this week? We have a great guest this week. We have Dan Sander, who is the Chief Commercial Officer at Feature FM, which is one of those great platforms that Michael and I use all the time, uh, lovingly referred to as smart URLs, although that's kind of a, a brand. Um, but uh, a lot of information, a lot of uh, new advances in technology. There, it's just such a great platform and, and a great tool. Yep. Yep. So we sit down, we talk about all the new features. We talk about some of the cool webinars and educational stuff that Feature FM is doing. Let it roll. We'll see you at the end. Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to Bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Today we're joined by Dan Sander from uh, Feature FM. He's the chief commercial officer. Dan, thanks for getting up and sharing some virtual coffee with us. Good to see you. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. So right off the bat, uh, before we kind of get into kind of some of the features of Feature FM, for those that have never used a smart URL or whatever you want to call it, or a, a platform like Feature FM, talk a little bit about 
what is Feature FM? Sure. So yeah, so Feature FM, we are a company that builds uh, data-driven uh, marketing and ad tech for the music industry. Um, so, you know, what does that mean, right? We have sort of two sides to the company. There's our self-serve ad platform, which essentially allows you to buy music-centric advertising, some of which are unique to us and, you know, some of which are um, uh, sort of like your existing, you know, display ad type stuff um, uh, inside of music services and music blogs and music websites. Uh, that's one side. The other side, which I think has been really driving much of the excitement and much of the growth around the company is our marketing suite. Uh, so the marketing suite, the way that I generally best describe it is it's, it's a place for you as a music marketer or as an artist to create engaging landing pages for you to share across social media, you know, anywhere on the internet, you're going to be interacting with fans. And the purpose of these landing pages is to direct fans to listen to your music in their preferred service to save your music, pre-save your music, subscribe to your mailing list, you know, engage with you and your music yeah. uh, in some way, right? Add landing pages as, you know, link in bios because we launched bio links recently. Um, so, you know, so all of these kind of work together where we have a focus on automation. Uh, so things are efficient, they're easy to set up. Um, they're directing fans uh, automatically to where the fan needs to go without much additional effort on, you know, the artist or the marketer's side. Um, and then you're collecting a lot of data about how fans are engaging with those pages and whether you are a big, uh, giant company or you are an individual artist, that data is then used to inform you about, you know, how your fans are interacting yeah. with your music, what services do they use, where are they coming from, you know, what social media platforms and channels are they most engaging with you on? Um, so all of that data can be used for, you know, for decisions and at an advanced level, even for uh, retargeting ads uh, to users based on those behaviors. Yeah, I think that's super valuable. I mean, I've been using Feature FM for years and that those insights, the things that you can learn about your customer are, are priceless. Um, can you talk a little bit about if, if I click on the Feature FM uh, link that takes me to a landing page. Um, what happens if I'm over in in the UK or in in another territory? Is it it's smart enough to know where I'm at, right? And then direct me to local. Yeah, exactly. So you know, all of the the landing pages you can um, you know you can. Uh, 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 control their behavior based on location, right? So you can decide that, you know, for example, you, let's say you have a release and you share your release with the world and you want a fan to listen to it in their preferred service. You can decide that if a fan is coming from France, then that landing page will have Deezer as the first option and the whole page will be in French. But if that user is coming, if that fan is coming from the United States, maybe you want either, you know, Apple Music or Spotify to be the first option and you know have the page in English. Um, so you know everything is geo-controlled and there's actually um, another neat feature uh, related to geo-targeting. So we have something called a short link, which is essentially if you just want to shorten and track a URL to, you know, to anything, it could be an yeah. article, it can be um, you know, a press release that, that, that you're in, 
but uh, one of the most popular use cases is if you're on tour, right? We know there's not a lot right now, but when it comes back, let's say you are on tour, you can actually decide that somebody from the UK will go to uh, you know, your UK tour ticketing site versus somebody in the US. So it's a really Got nice it. use case uh, for that as well. Look, look, so is, is that something that you have to actually um, set up in the back end, or is it just smart enough to know that if I don't set the preferred destination by country, it just says, oh, based on, I'm assuming like an IP address, I see you are in the UK, you clicked on iTunes, we are going to send you to the mm -hmm. iTunes UK store. Does that happen automatically, even if you don't configure anything? So, so that behavior does, right? There's, but there's sort of two, it's sort of twofold how the, you know, how the geographic localization works, right? There's how you want the landing page to be displayed. So that's, you know, what service order do you want? Do you want yep. different images? Do you want different languages? Uh, and that's one thing that you, you know, you, you can fully control, you know, that's not automated. You set that up in sort of like a set it and forget it way though. Cause you can have a default setting and then that applies. Real, real quick but, on, on, on that, sure. real quick on that. Do you provide some best case suggestions? Because I'm just, you know, thinking like the indie artist who literally is probably clueless to what is the mm -hmm. most popular service in France, um, you know, they're not going to know to rearrange it. Would you provide yeah. guidance and say, hey, we would suggest you reorder it this way for France, this way for Japan, this way for South America? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, we're, we're currently providing that guidance, I would say, more on a manual basis through like our customer service portal, but we actually are uh, going to be utilizing our recommendations to uh, you know, to actually automate that, right? To have sort right. of like your default territory settings. Um, right now you would set it up with, you know, guidance from us and kind of manually working with us. Um, but that's sort of one side of the, you know, of the geographic localization is how you want the actual landing page to behave and be displayed and service orders and things like that. The other side of it is, you know, if somebody clicks on an actual service, an actual store, based on the country they come from, you want them to go to the right version of that country. Um, in that instance, you know, everything about these multi-store landing pages is pretty automated. So you know, we actually um, automatically uh, create these landing pages just from like a, a link that you might have to your release or if you're creating a pre-save, it's just like a UPC or ISRC, we automatically will find your music and all of the existing streaming services uh, and music stores and for those stores that we can auto match that do have you know different storefronts per country like iTunes for example um, we will also automatically find your music in each of those local storefronts so that if somebody comes from the UK they go to the UK uh, version uh, of iTunes and in the US they'll go to the you know the correct uh, US right. store yeah now does does when it when it comes time to when, when somebody wants to set up one of these landing pages, um, do they need to wait for their title to actually be live in the DSPs or can you create the landing page in advance, even, you know, you submit it through TuneCore mm -hmm. or CD Baby and it's gonna be a month before it goes live. 
are you allowed, are you not allowed, I'm not saying allowed, but are you able to go in there and pre-populate it all so when it does go live, you've already got your feature FM landing page ready, or do you have to build it sort of the day everything goes live? So no, that, that, that's the beauty of it is you can create uh, your pre-save and pre-order page in a, with as much lead time as you would want ahead of your release, whether you have the you know, release music URL, UPC, ISRC or not. Uh, we were actually the company that created the concept of you know, creating um, your pre-save landing page, uh, not needing you know, those, those items. You don't need to know the UPC or ISRC or release URL and then having that automatically convert to a release smart link on release day. The, you know, the way it essentially works is you can create your pre-save or pre-order page. You can add your, you know, your album artwork. You can activate the, you know, uh, the Spotify pre-save, Apple Music pre-add, Deezer pre-save. And we actually also have Title pre-save, uh, which we're the only ones that have that. Um, yeah. And uh, you, don't, you, know, you can just leave those stores blank. So the way it works yeah. is that fans can start pre-saving they actually log in with their music service account. So we're able to remember which fans pre-saved. And as long as you add that UPC or ISRC or you know, music URL uh, ahead of your release date, so you'll get it eventually you know, before right. your release. As long as you just add it eventually, um, then we'll know all of the people who already pre-saved so that we can complete the pre-saves and convert your link to that release smart link on release day. Yeah. I do a lot of these feature FM uh, pre-save campaigns and um, I'd like you to talk a little bit about your arrangement with some of these distributors, like for example, InGrooves um, or The Orchard. I, I'll go into InGrooves with my releases and they have an agreement with feature FM. So it's kind of baked into their back system. So I can create uh, pre-save URLs, landing pages very, very early on and but it seems like that's kind of um, feature FM light. It doesn't necessarily have all of the robust functionality that my account, my individual account has. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, you know, so we built feature FM with, um, you know, with technology and with integrations very top of mind. So we have a very strong uh, API that allows distribution partners. So you mentioned InGrooves, you mentioned The Orchard, uh, you know, we also work with a few others that, um, you know, that ultimately will utilize uh, our backend technology, but yeah. inside of their products, so that if you are distributing through, you know, we can use InGrooves as the example, and it's, you know, very common workflow. If you're distributing through InGrooves, right, you're providing them with your uh, you know, with your, uh, with your album, with all of your album content, with metadata, metadata. So it makes sense that, you know, that a distributor that in would at that time want to automatically be able to provide you with a pre-save link. So by integrating our backend technology, you know, we've built kind of all of the functionality, all of the landing pages, all of the automation, and it allows a distributor to just kind of plug that into their existing processes. Um, and what's nice about it is it's, you know, it doesn't need to be a cookie cutter approach, you know, because of the flexibility of the API, the different distribution companies that we work with have seen value in being able to work with that to match to oh, yeah. how, how their clients Absolutely. Uh, use their products in a unique way. So it's, uh, you know, it's definitely been, um, uh, you know, a very big use case of, of kind of using the feature FM backend technology. 
Yeah, it's it makes it so much easier for me when I have multiple artists across uh, different distributors, and I can still just go in there, and it's either automatically generated and if it's not there i just click a button that says generate the link and you know i've got it like that um the part about feature fm that i'd love to kind of dig into two things one is the, the data that you can get is phenomenal so you know what people are doing with mm -hmm. this landing page where they're going and i found that it kind of surprises people sometimes like you think that maybe your release is primarily streaming and then you might find out that it's actually even though downloads are not super relevant today that sometimes they overperform in certain moods and genres right and sometimes it's still physical for a lot of these things so i think there's a lot of uh a lot of learning that you can get by looking at those analytics. You don't have to be a analyst to kind of get it. Um, and the other thing is I've noticed that your team is doing a lot of these kind of either webinars or tutorials videos and things. And they're super, super helpful um, to kind of get people into it because people are inherently afraid of what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so when I first will show feature FM to an artist, a manager, um, initially it's, it's foreign to them, but when you show them how easy it is to, to do it, uh, you know, they, they get it. Are you finding that that education is really helping you kind of grow your business by just making people less fearful about technology? Yeah, I, I actually think there's a couple points you brought up there that I would want to touch on. So, you know, before I jump into the sort of overview of the webinars and education that we're doing, um, you know, the point that you brought up about how data can show you things that you didn't expect, right? That is, I think, the, you know, at the center of being, you know, data centric, of being analytical. You know, the idea is to sort of forget about your preconceived notions. Like you can go into something try to market your music and it's fine to have expectations about how it should work and what you think is going to happen. But, you know, the value of the data is to then understand, you know, what is actually happening. So you might expect, you know, you're going to share across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, you know, let's, let's throw LinkedIn in there. And you might think that, you know, Instagram is obviously going to outperform, but then you actually right. see, wow, you know, 10x uh, traffic came from Facebook compared to Instagram. So that's really teaching you something that, you know, you didn't expect to happen. So a lot of yeah. people sort of act on instinct and, you know, think, uh, right. you know, something is going to, you know, over-index compared to something else. And then, you know, the important thing is to actually look at the data and, and understand what's happening. Um, you know, but what we sort of set out to do from, a, you know, from then kind of furthering, um, education for our customers is you know we actually we launched a webinar uh an educational series we did that this year and it, it was actually born um a bit out of the pandemic right so you know we obviously started the year and then you know the pandemic hit us in you know in march and everybody went on lockdown and everybody yeah. was home and you know this was back in the in the in the, I would say the fun part of quarantine, if you can call it that, but the part where everybody was, you know, the internet was going crazy with memes and people were baking bread and, you know, it yep. was sort of, um, you know, a lot of uh, that camaraderie around. We were you know, still online. excited to be staying home. <laughs> around online and, and digital. But, you know, what happened was, um, you, know, our, you know, our customer base is obviously very heavy 
very heavily, um, you know, focused on independent artists that, you know, use the platform, you know, obviously labels and music marketers. And, you know, now all of a sudden you couldn't go out and tour, you couldn't do your shows. So it sort of became a time for, you know, while everybody was home to, um, you know, to then sort of be forced to focus more on your digital and digital marketing efforts. So we sort of looked at that and said, you know, a lot of people who are home are sort of looking at ways to improve their skills in a number of different ways. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we sort of looked at, at that and sort of looked at the need for people to then improve their digital marketing skills during this time, because everything is now going to be online, everything is digital. So as we were talking, we were talking about, you know, what, uh, you know, what can we do is obviously a digital marketing focused company to help more of our customers and help more of that community achieve their, uh, you know, achieve their digital marketing goals. Um, so we launched a, you know, a webinar series focused on that education. And, you know, we, we wanted to make a very practical uh, approach um, to how we did that. We didn't want to do something that was sort of either, I don't want to say going over people's heads, but something that wasn't so actionable, right? So uh, we actually have a, a member of our team, Corey, who is our director of client services, uh, essentially manages the, you know, the educational and webinar series. And she is, uh, you know, definitely a digital marketing titan in terms of her mm-hmm. knowledge. And, you know, That's she great. was able to really execute upon that vision and create a, an educational series that was really focused on teaching you, you know, how to succeed. You know, it was very practical, you know, here are the steps you can take. Here is actually how you set up your retargeting pixels from, you know, Feature FM, uh, from uh, Facebook and Instagram, you know, into Feature FM. You know, here's how you can promote your live streaming. You know, here are steps that you can take and provide actual guides, marketing templates, social media templates. So, you know, I think yeah. that we, we, st- we received a lot of positive feedback on that. And I think that, you know, we really realized we were onto something that was, you know, really beneficial you know beyond just the the technology and the product that we offer you know being able to deliver that added value of actually educating on marketing strategies um you know is something that you know we are going to be continuing and and growing that side as well yeah they're they're really good uh, really well done. You you touched on something that's kind of near and dear to my heart, and that's retargeting. Um, for those that haven't gotten into it, talk a little bit about how Feature FM uh, approaches and and kind of works with uh, retargeting. Yeah, no, no problem. So you know, very high level. Um, what is retargeting? Uh, if you go and you uh, you know, let's say you go and want to buy something on Amazon, you'll go to the product page, you don't buy it. And then everywhere else on the internet, you go, you see ads for that product. So as an artist, as a label, retargeting allows you to do that, but with your album, uh, with your music. So, um, my pet peeve there, Dan, is when I do purchase something and they they drop the pixel on me. (laughs) And the next thing you know, it's like, hey, you bought that lens. You know, you you, you should look at this lens. And like, I just bought it. I I, I don't need it. That's when I'm like, wow, your technology is kind of stupid. You don't know that I just bought your product. Right. It it seems like that happens a lot. I notice it too. And I always think like, it's not like somebody at that level, it's it's not that at all difficult to just exclude the people who have already converted. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to but, that. But retargeting is so important. It's led to a lot of purchases mm-hmm. that I've made. There's sure. sometimes when you're you're looking at something, you've yeah, maybe you want it, you're looking again at it. And then sometimes, you know, especially Amazon, mm-hmm. they're so good at it where you'll leave their site and you'll go to ESPN and there's an ad for that thing that you were, you're like, yeah, you know what? I probably yeah. should get that thing, you know? Yeah, I, w- I would say so the, the key difference is you want to use retargeting for your music versus, you know, how an Amazon would use retargeting for a product is that, you know, that product, it's, it's really transactional, right? You buy it and it's really more of a, of a commerce standpoint, right? But in music, you know, we use this term return on attention, right? Because like some, somebody's engaging, let's say somebody's engaging, somebody visits your feature FM landing page for your last release. And now that person gets added to an audience that you can target ads to. But, you know, today, maybe you want them to go listen to your album, but tomorrow you might want them to go watch your YouTube video or follow your playlist or follow you on one of your social media platforms. So the idea is that, you know, when you are marketing yourself as an artist or you're marketing, you know, music, it's, it's, it's never ending, right? It's like a never ending yeah. cycle because you're always going to be putting out more content and sort of fighting for that attention from the fans. So the purpose of retargeting is to just continuously keep that fan base growing and then keep that growing fan base engaged with you every time you put something out. So there's yeah. always a reason to, you know, be building up those, uh, those retargeting audiences. Yeah. And you can capture email addresses too, right? Yeah, that's a great point. Something that I didn't touch on so much in the initial overview was that, you know, a a big piece, probably one of the most valuable pieces of the information and data that's collected um, is actually something that we call our audience dashboard. And inside of the audience dashboard, uh, it's sort of a place that, you know, as you can, uh, as you're using Feature FM, your audience is growing every day. And you can actually collect fan email addresses, but also fans uh, can sign in with their different music streaming service accounts. And, you know, they need to go through different consents and agree to, um, you know, uh, uh, sign up for your mailing list. But ultimately, you can then understand from your fan base, you know, who can you contact, what streaming services are they using, uh, you know, where they're based. Um, And you can actually sort of start to build, um, you know, build an audience that you can then uh, contact. You can export your email list, you know, email them through any email platform. Uh, I know that even in ad retargeting, like Facebook and, and Google support actually uploading an email list that you can then target ads to based on that email list. So there's a lot of value in kind of building out that audience dashboard um, yeah. in a way that, you know, I liken it a little bit to even, you know, like a classic CRM that, you know, every business or every company uses, you know, different CRM tools to kind of manage their sales efforts. Very similar. You as an artist or as a label, you know, you want to know who are your fans? Who are they? Uh, you know, how can I contact them? What artists or, you know, genres are they interested in? And how do I communicate with them kind of based on those behaviors? And again, it always comes back to that you know, term return on engagement. Yeah. One of the things that I see, it's kind of a pet peeve is when one of my artists will use a Spotify link or they'll just use a, a YouTube link. And I'm thinking, especially when it comes to digital service providers, you know, Spotify is, you know, one of the bigger ones, but there's still a lot of people on Pandora and Amazon mm-hmm. music and Apple. I mean, there's, 
that's one of the reasons why I think Feature FM is so important for people is you don't want to lose anybody. And by putting that out and you have all those choices, then it doesn't matter what platform that they're on. I hear the term uh, pivot page uh, a lot. Is that any different than just the landing page that Feature FM creates? Yeah, I think, I think pivot page was a term used by um, the company Smart URL, which was like, I think one of the- The uh, Gupta Media one? Yeah, yep. the, you know, I, I think they use the term pivot page for, you know, essentially what our landing pages are. Okay, uh, so they're synonymous. From, from my experience, they are synonymous unless I am missing something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like they are. So is there anything that you can share with us? I don't want to get you in trouble, but areas you think you're moving into, mm-hmm. some maybe some improvements that are coming, any sure. news coming? Where, where's Feature FM going? Yeah, it's a great question. Definitely happy to, you know, to talk about it. So, you know, our focus as a company is is really focused on helping the music industry, right? We're really looking, uh, looking at ensuring that our tools and, you know, our features and our company is expanding within the music industry. So expanding our product and expanding our suite to, you know, better serve, you know, artists, labels, music marketers, and those industry clients. So, you know, where we see the company going is sort of in lockstep with where that market is going. Um, what that means is that, you know, the, the needs of our customers as they, you know, let's say you're an artist and now you, for example, want to expand into, you know, other areas of, you know, it could be video content, it can be audio, you know, podcasts are getting big. What we sort of see is like a, a trend of, artists kind of expanding even themselves beyond music right um yeah so that's one so that so that's one area that you know that we're sort of looking at but purely out of the need of you know our existing customer base where are you going and where can we make sure that you know our tools are serving your needs um in terms of uh like upcoming product features so while i can't share specific product updates i can say that sure you can we won't tell anybody (laughs) i can say that some of the areas you'll be seeing you know some some improvements are around um you know around analytics and analytics dashboards you know around um love to hear that uh, around uh product um accessibility i would say uh so a little bit about product accessibility a little bit about analytics a little bit more um depth around the audience um dashboard and how you can really manage your audiences and your fan base um and then uh you know of course always looking at um you know different features and functionalities as it relates to the actual landing pages themselves you know we our, our goal is to always make our ui and our actual setup experiences as efficient as possible. Um, so we know that there are some items that can help do that, you know, even to another, uh, even to another level. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I use feature FM every day and have used it for a long time. And like I said, there's a lot of data. I encourage people who are watching or listening to this, just kind of look under the hood. I think you'll be surprised what you can learn with some of the uh, analytics. So, so Dan, as, as we wrap up here, tell us where people can learn more about Feature FM, some of these mm-hmm. tutorials, you sure. know, maybe Dan Sander, is he on Twitter? I mean, mm-hmm. tell us where, where people can learn more. 
Yeah, no problem. So, you know, first you can just go to features.fm um, to get started, to sign up, to start using the product. Uh, our, um, our help center resources are a really good resource just for getting started and learning, you know, how to use it. So going to, um, you know, our Future FM help center, which can be accessed by going to Future FM and signing up, everything is, you know, sort of linked together inside of the product. That would really be the first step. Uh, and then our blog, which is, you know, again, <laughs> linked to from our website, it's blog.future.fm. Um, also houses a lot of our, you know, articles and uh, education and webinars um, and things like that. I can also share that, you know, one of, uh, you know, as I had mentioned, um, that we, you know, we are looking to be kind of diving deeper into the education and webinar series. Um, there is something very exciting that we're launching in the next few weeks uh, that I think will really help build, uh, uh, you know, build more of a sense of community kind of around that vision of, you know, education and webinars. Excellent. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Dan, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dan. Sure. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. Always good catching up with Feature FM. Um, you know, everybody, whether you're, you know, self-releasing or going through a major distributor or an indie label, you need to be using a tool like Feature FM. Absolutely. It, you're, you're, you're just creating a ton more work for you if you don't use this tool. And you're missing out on the analytics too. The, and I shouldn't say analytics because that scares people away. You're just missing out on the information about your fans that you can get by using Feature FM. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know whenever I build a, a landing page for an, an indie client, they're just like baffled. They're like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing in the world. How did you do this? It's like uh, magic. How did, yeah, how did you do this? What's job security? I won't tell you. Uh, <laughs> But awesome. you know, you know, they, you know, and they're not even digging into the the data and the analytics that are in the back end. And and honestly, I've worked with some indie labels that could care less as well. It 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 feels to me like the the entry point here is just do this because trust me, it's going to save you work. It's going to you know building that landing page. I even had one client who was literally releasing his album while his website was being rebuilt and was down. And I said, well, then just redirect your URL to the landing page. Easy. Problem, problem solved. And it looks pro, right? It, it does. It looks pro. It looks simple. It's slick. But boom, your album is out and your URL is on your CD and it goes somewhere. I mean, I'm sure you've been with clients where you're like, I went to the URL and it's a 404 page and they're like, Oh just yeah. Yesterday. We're, you know, we're still waiting for our developer to finish the website. Well, just redirect your URL until that's done. Simple. And it's, it's very inexpensive uh, to do. Uh, I highly recommend uh, our listeners look into smart URLs in general. I, I like feature FM quite a bit. Your distributor may already have it baked in. You need to check with your distributor. Um, I also have a, you know, my own account with them. Um, but uh, there's a lot to learn from it. Yeah, really good. yeah. You'll 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 
you'll be thanking yourself when you do this, when you realize, wow, this is this. I mean, I literally just had a client who dropped an album today and I had to go into the smart URL this morning when the album dropped and tweak something. And it's like, yeah, didn't have to change the main URL that he's no, been it's the same posting. Link, right? it's the same link. Nothing's broken. Yeah. I just added something or I'm going to add a new video to the feature it. You will be amazed where you're just like, wow, I had to do so much stuff beforehand. <laughs> Yeah, so so definitely check out Feature FM or or any of these other landing pages that are out there. But Feature FM is, man, are they reach, feature rich? Yeah. Um. All right. So if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching us, uh, if you're watching, if you're we're not watching on Spotify yet. No, just listening, listening today. Yet. Um. If you're listening, follow us. If you're on iTunes follow, subscribe, leave a review and a rating. And of course, just one more shout out. Thank you to Hypebot, Fans in Town, Bandzoogle, and Disc Makers. We appreciate everything you do. That's it. We'll see everybody next week.